Well, Sam Krizlovich, how are you doing? Is it all that water that, that's been falling on New South Wales that's causing enormous upheaval even for our Zoom? Uh, it could be, mate, because we're actually, to be honest, we're actually uh, very close to the, the office is very close to the land, sadly, that's been flooded in Camden and surrounding areas again. Uh, how, tough is it, how's it, how tough has it been for uh, a great many of um, the areas around you? You're right in the middle of it, well, from what I can I, I can determine. Uh, look, it's you know obviously we know a lot of people in the area personally, and you know, we've met through the through the years who have been flooded for the third time in six months, George. You yeah. know, livestock, restaurants, yeah. businesses. I mean, all underwater. They, they you know they're, they're pretty resilient out here, but fortunately, I, I think unfortunately, I think it's you know, even this takes a toll both mentally and physically and financially. So, you know. Um, you know, the other day here, yeah, I was in the office and, you know, it took me about three hours to get home. That, that just tells you what, a, yeah, right. what it's like out here. Our, th- our thoughts are with all of you and the residents in the area and the uh, and the uh, people of New South Wales and uh, Queensland that have been affected seriously by uh, this in- terribly inclement weather that's really taken a toll of uh, so many different parts of New South Wales. I-, I can't believe the pictures. I'm a New South Wales boy. Uh, eastern suburbs, western suburbs uh, throughout the years. Um, I can remember times when um, uh, getting ready for uh, cricket season, it seemed like we were never playing because there were about nine weeks of constant rain and uh, and it did not fill me with a great deal of, uh, of pleasure. But to see so many people uh, really struggling and, as you touched on, uh, in real strife, uh, we can only hope they, they get the support they need, both from state level and federal level. New government needs to uh, make sure that um, it sets the the right tone. Uh, very difficult times, yes, because we're coming off a, a very awkward, what was uh, two years of pandemic, which nearly became three years of pandemic. Mm. Um, but there's so much to be done. Um, how are you guys coping? Because the new season is coming at us at a million miles an hour. We've got um, some interesting um, uh, uh, players that have, have just put their hand up to want to come back. And, of course, just down the road, uh, we've got, um, uh, in 2023, uh, a phenomenal opportunity to take and showcase to the world the Women's World Cup when we share it and co-host it with New Zealand. So tremendous time to be in the game and... Um, a tremendous time to put some runs on the board. You guys have jumped early with some great names. What have you made of the the, the movement, and what have you made of some of the uh, new arrivals? Oh, obviously, um, you know, we're we're excited by the new arrivals. I mean, it's a pretty much a plan that was put into place before Ante left. So we had a plan of recruitment and what sort of players we needed to to strengthen the side. And you know, for us, we've just continued along that way. Um, you know, I've made, I've made it on the record that we're a club with a plan that we stick to it and regardless of who, who's a coach and comes in and doesn't come in, the recruitment still goes on the basis of what we've been doing for the last couple of years. The first time I saw the team last year or last season in the flesh, it was very different than watching you guys on TV. Very much physical, big, a, big, a lot of big units in that squad. Uh, have you added more big units or uh, have you tried to um, mix and match now with the quality that's available to you? No, look, I think our profile is, you know, we've gone with the strength and speed 
you know, although we've gone for a bit of a younger age group, but yep. I mean, if you look at the they're, they're physically, well, you know, what's expected of the A League, and uh, I think they're, you know, we're just evolving as a as a club and as a team through that path and and plan we had from about three years ago. But uh, the the point I was uh, trying to make is that very much bigger than they look on camera. Yeah, they are big boys. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You you feed them well is what I'm saying, and that oh, is no that's no some bull. Of them, <laughs> some of them have less fat than a greyhound. So <laughs> yes, some of them are very tall, 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 tall boys. Yes, yeah, big units, big units, big units. Yes. Well, well Sam, yes, of course, you've got your processes for for who you sort of try to target in your recruitment and that stays regardless of who the coach is. But leading these people at the end of the day will be uh, quite a headline name known to pretty much everyone in the Australian game in in Dwight York. Now, there was a, a, a lot of fanfare, a lot of talk about this uh, about this appointment. Obviously, someone who has a, a really credentialed playing career has done his coach's badges but hasn't had any you know distinct managerial experience uh, before being appointed as your head coach. What was it? as you went through the process uh, leading up to the appointment of Dwight that you saw in him that you really liked and that sort of uh, forced your or made your, helped you make your decision to appoint him as your head coach? Well, there's a, there's a number of things that go into making a head coach. Firstly, you know, the, I went and talked to a number of Aussie coaches and um, before we proceeded to look at overseas coaches and, you know, quite frankly, you know, I personally wasn't, wasn't, comfortable with everyone doing the same thing. It's always over the same thing. You know, Albert Einstein said, do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result is the is a definition of insanity. So <laughs> everybody I spoke to had the same ideas, the same way, the this and that. And, you know, I, I think the A-League, to an extent, some some capacity has become too, too stagnated and too the same sort of thing. So I thought, you know, well, let's think of new ideas, something different, someone outside the circle and obviously Dwight's name popped up you know he's he, he's he's a guy with an extinguished play distinguished playing career he's done some coaching at junior level and um you know why not give it why not you know why not try that it's something different um so from my from my perspective was let's see what happens look the fact of the matter is regardless of who we went with would have been a rookie coach that's fact mm. it, it wouldn't have been a experienced coach, he would have been a rookie coach, whether we promoted from within, whether we took a system from another club, uh, it was always going to be someone who hasn't coached at, uh, at this You wanted this fresh level. ideas, so you brought someone fresh into the into the mix. I like that idea. And we saw how he coped with that group of young A-League stars who took on Barcelona. That, that was uh, appealing. And uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, I think, I think you know, look, having you looked at him, they were well organised. They were well structured. I think you know they, they had good motivation. You know the, the 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 there was good camaraderie in the team, and that's you know from what you see on the outset when you look at these sort of things, they sort of you know that that's you know tick the boxes that you're looking for. He let them run, and 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 I'm reminded of the running of the Bulls. He let these young players uh, off the leash, and and that's not easy to do against uh, the quality. Of a, of, a, of a team like or a, a set of players like Barca? No, it's not. It's not. But I think that, that, that epitomises what it was like that as a player. He played for a lot of free free reign when he played it, you know, in his career. So I think yeah, that sort yeah. of 
epitomises his thought as, thought as a coach. You know, he'd let the players express themselves within reason, within structures. And, you know, we're hopeful that's what we will we, we will transition to throughout the course of the season. When's the first game? First game is, uh, ironically, in a lovely town of Queensland town. I don't know if it's a town or a city, but of, of Mackay. Yeah, we know Mackay. We know Mackay. You'll love it up there. Yeah, go on. Yeah. 30th, 30th of July on a Saturday, so we Gee. encourage all against um, the Magpie Crusaders. We we um, encourage all residents of Mackay to come out and support their local club in an FFA Cup clash. It's always, always fun to uh, to come up against a team who has, sorry, as much as I like the MacArthur Bulls, the best name in Australian football, Mackay with Sunday Magpies Crusaders. <laughs> you, you can't beat that. You cannot beat it. <laughs> A great day, I must say. <laughs> ah, well done, uh, Sam. How's it uh, going? Uh, restructuring and uh, getting uh, the new players in. You've got a couple of names that you've uh, released today. Young Anthony Carter. Uh, what have you made of him? Yeah, look. I mean, we've been tracking Anthony Carter for about over twelve months. So, you know, he's been on the radar for a while. We've kept a uh, close interest on him, watching how he performed. What he does in the scheme of the of um, of what we require from you know obviously one of our strikers we want someone who's you know he's a tall boy he's lanky he's fairly yeah. quick but um, you know for the Australian conditions I, I think he's he, he's ideal so when we're looking at one of our number nines that that's the profile we wanted so we want you know sort of two different types of number nines and he fitted the big lanky striker you know you know sadly. Um, yeah, you know, we, we you know we didn't retain Urich, went to victory, and also you know uh, Gianni because of personal reasons went back to Greece. So it's sort of you know we, we needed to find one in that mould. So we, this is the one that we we came up with. You know, obviously recruiting's limited because of the foreigner rule, and we already had three foreigners on the books. Yep. So you know you have to find an Aussie boy, and you know I'm, I'm glad we found one. You know what fascinates me about this uh, young Australian that you've found? He's had um, the opportunity to uh, showcase his wares around the world, but he's also been knocked around by injury. Now, if you can if you can keep him fit, the the uh, the potential is enormous. That's from what I hear from the people I know in the in that inner sanctum who've who've uh, promoted and pushed him uh, over the last uh, six months. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Like I said, I mean, you don't get signed, but then. Benfica, and I mean, he got loaned out to their B team, but you don't get signed at Benfica if, if you don't have something. Let's yep. face reality. Yep. Yep. So he definitely got something. Hasn't played in Australia. There's an unknown element left here when he was quite quite a young teenager. So, like I said, we're excited by what the potential Anthony can have, um, and he's very much an unknown. Well, uh, maybe a final one for you, Sam, before we let you go. Obviously, the, the squad's still got to be finalised, and there's been plenty of clamour amongst the A-League about this uh, wish list of, of, of big big names to, to bring into the A-League marquees. And we've seen Cesc Fabregas linked with A-League clubs. We've seen Nani linked with A-League clubs. I, is that something that MacArthur in any any respect plan to plan to lean into? There does seem to be a bit of uh, zeitgeist for, for marquees <laughs> in this off-season. Well, I think it's good for the league. I mean, every club should look at marquees that come across their desk. I think, you know, the, uh, it will help the league and help, help the marketing. I mean, you know, the, the fact of the matter is a, a high-class, top-notch marquee 
uh, the marketing you get from that one, from that person, you can't get from spending dollars on newspapers, advertisements, commercials, and that. That, that, that's reality. So, you know, obviously, you know, we're interested in potential of signing a marquee that, that of, of, of that nature. I'm sure other clubs are too, and everyone's exploring their options. Um, yeah. Uh, I've got to say, I agree with you because uh, a good marquee, a special marquee, if they land, they, they're more than just a footballer. They become a, uh, a great promotional piece. They, uh, they're also capable of being, uh, you know, used in, in the corporate world to uh, showcase uh, to, to business uh, what it takes to be a winner. I saw with David Villa uh, and when we had Damien um, Duff here uh, at Melbourne City, we had calls on him almost every other day by business wanting to join them, uh, you know, for lunch or for a brunch or uh, for a morning breakfast just to talk to them about what it takes to be a winner. So you get the right marquee, you get more than just a player, don't you? That is right. That is right. I mean, I, I saw the effect on my personally when my eight-year-old daughter at the time had who didn't know any footballers except maybe Sydney United footballers that she used to go watch on a Sunday. But she, no A-League footballers. And then when Del Piero hit, uh-huh. she knew who Del Piero was and she wanted a Del Piero jersey and she wanted to go watch <laughs> Del Piero play. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what yeah. it is. That's the drawing power, the magic. Uh, Sam, we're going to talk to you. We're going to draw on you throughout the year, if you don't mind. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, we give all the clubs of the A-League every possible chance to get their message across and to to their fans to tell them what's going on and to keep them busy. Uh, we we understand the difficult times at the moment in New South Wales. We wish you all the very best and uh, good luck. We'll be monitoring what happens uh, in Mackay. Thank you. Thank you very much.